All right, what's up team? Welcome back to another episode of the Thriving in Fatherhood podcast. We have got a special one for you today. We're going to be diving into the Integrated Masculine Leadership Program and just speaking into that a little bit. I'm here with my man, Seth, who's going to um, jump in. He was on the last episode. So for those of you that have listened to that, this will be a familiar voice. Um, But today, the intention of today is to just give a, a deeper insight into what goes down in the IMLP, um, why the men that jump into it get the transformation and the results they do, um, and just give you a bit more of a feel for it because um, I always struggle with sharing creations and programs to sort of come up with the right words to use on the copy on the website and all of that. And I feel like what would actually give a really good insight into um, what's available with this program is to just have a conversation with a man that's gone through the program as a participant, but also held space as a support leader as well. So yeah, got lots of different lenses that we can look at it through. Um, and I'm really excited to, to dive in and just, yeah, see what comes of it. So I've got my bulletproof here. I've got Seth here and, um, and we're going to rock and roll. Seth, thanks for being here, dude. Yeah, man. Absolutely. No, I'm really, really glad you asked me back to be able to speak on, on this experience um, and get to dive into it. Like just off the bat, it's utterly life-changing. And there's few things I can really say uh, with as much confidence uh, are life-changing, but the IMLP is certainly one of them. Mm, Yeah, man. Yeah, I feel that. And um, yeah, and I think with that, let's just dive in, man, before we get into the nitty gritty of what it is and that I think it'd be cool for just to you to share your perspective of sort of how you came to, to make the decision to jump into it. Cause you, you jumped into the very first round last year. Um, and then, yeah, to share a bit about your experience with, with what you got out of it and the impact it had for you and, and your life. Yeah, absolutely. You know, self development, uh, wanting to better myself uh, has been, something that's lived within me for as long as I can remember. I've had that drive to want to be better, um, to be able to work out why I do the things that I do, uh, have that introspection of my behaviours and whether they're leading me um, along the path that I desire or they're pulling me away from it. Uh, But I've done that journey for majority of my life alone. So that lone wolf imprinting and independence has run deep, a real deep. Um, and so my self-exploration in a way has been done through listening to podcasts, um, by reading books. Uh, and I saw this meme once actually, and it was a guy sitting next to an advertisement of two people eating ice cream. And he was eating ice cream as well. And the caption of it was how it feels to listen to a podcast. And it was that was me in a nutshell, right? It was like immersing myself in conversations, but never being an active participant in those conversations. And what that created for me was a sense of having done the work and a sense of developing without actually doing the work or developing. So what I lacked that I will speak on is embodiment, that integration piece um, that is so key to 
any sort of transformation and is such a big part of the IMLP. So it's no surprise I come to know your work through podcasting. Uh, listen to this podcast. Um, it was around the time I was becoming a father and something that I'd identified when I found out uh, that my partner and I were pregnant was I'm lacking male support around me. So I knew that. And this was before I'd found you and your work or, or even heard of the IMLP. And so I knew that was something that was lacking in me and something that I needed. So I started to actively look for these things. And, and initially, I think just as any other man would, you go, okay, where are the father's groups? And I was looking around for that. I started to jump onto Instagram and try and find dad's groups, uh, reached out to a couple, um, sometimes with no response, which when you're already lacking something and then you reach out and you get hit with, um, well, you get left on red, it's kind of like, oh, all right, um, maybe I'm not supposed to be here or, or it can put you back in wanting to reach out for help and just acknowledging that reaching out for a lot of men and for me was really difficult. It wasn't something that come naturally because for me it was like, you're supposed to have your shit together um, where, men, you're becoming a father, you should just be able to handle it on your own. Um, and I know you've said uh, many times, and, and I resonate with this too, that the lone wolf goes hungry. And that, that's exactly right. We need a pack. We're social creatures, um, particularly when we're going through challenges or struggles. So I found your work through the podcast then was opened up to some of the other things that uh, you've done, the course that uh, you and Kat had created around uh, couples work. And that was intriguing, but it wasn't necessarily what I was needing at the time. Um, and my partner was going through her own journey with the pregnancy. I was like, I need to level up. I need to have some other male support. And then when you launched the IMLP, I'd been following you for and you work for about a month and then the IMLP come along and I went far out. This is it. it and, and it felt, it was weird because it felt like I had manifested the work <laughs> that you were creating. It's like, I need an integrated masculine leadership program. Oh, there it is. That's what I need. Um, yeah, man. So it was there. And, and that was my indication that I need to step into this. Um, I, I need to go into this container. Uh, and then I remember on the first call we had when I was initially thinking about it, when I first saw it, I was like, yeah, this is it. This is what I need. Um, it doesn't mean, however, I wasn't sceptical of, of the program itself. Um, a big part of it was this is completely online. And I remember speaking to you about that and I said, hey, man, I don't know if this is going to really work online. You know, I already listened to podcasts and things and, and it hasn't worked for me, right? Um, so what's sitting on an online Zoom call going to do? But it was even just that initial conversation we had and interaction was so different to any of the other interactions I currently had in my life. And when even that 
was really filling and kind of it it gave me a sense of what was possible and in that was excitement was nerves uh and with the excitement and the nerves it's just natural before we step into anything and what i've come to learn is that excitement and nervous mix is the indication that a massive transformation is on the horizon. And so I stepped in. Mm. I stepped in. And, and this was the first container um, I had ever put myself into uh, that was focused around self-development, connecting with other men. Uh, I'd never done that before. Uh, I had a lot of um, understanding of my own patterns and behaviours and a lot of self-awareness, uh, but I'd never done that in a group. Hmm. Yeah, amazing, man. I remember that conversation as well. And I remember the resistance and the hesitation naturally about it being online. And I remember saying, let's chat about this again once the program wraps up and we'll see <laughs> if some more authentic connections can develop, which, which um, obviously they have, and you, you'll speak to that in, in a moment, I'm sure. Um, beautiful, man. Thank you. And then so, yeah, share the journey. We, we, you stepped in. Obviously, there was that bit of hesitation, bit of resistance, a few objections coming up for you, but made the decision to step in. Um, yeah, and how was the experience for you after that moment? That initial call of jumping online and seeing the other men in the group was, again, like that initial conversation and indicated that I was in the right space. And it was because of how I felt. It was that mixture of nerves. It was that mixture of excitement. Um, and it was knowing, it was an internal knowing that this was the path I needed to be on. I felt supported from that very first call. Um, not only because of your incredible ability to hold space and communicate, uh, but because there were just other men there. They didn't even have to say anything. They were just showing up. They were showing up to do the same work that I was showing up to do. And that was something that I hadn't ever really experienced before. And there was a sense of accountability in that. Mm. And... That was such a powerful uh, component and feature of the program was that collective accountability, was that you were showing up, these other men were showing up, and there was a responsibility to the group. Mm. Um, even from that initial call, we started to delve into topics around relationships, uh, and this was just like a taste test, obviously, in the initial call that was an indicator of the deeper work that we were going to do. Um, we touched on relationships. We talked about sex and intimacy. We talked about fatherhood. We talked about um, what it was like growing up. We talked about the role models or lack thereof that we might have had growing up. And so all of these conversations that were starting were conversations that uh, I'd thought about but I hadn't really had with other people uh, in my life. Or if I had had those kind of DNM conversations, right, it had been 10 beers deep uh, <laughs> or on something else that really unlocked your soul. So 
it's um it was just the power of those um no bars hold kind of conversations mm. and we can talk about anything in this space and i felt that from from the get-go and then as the program uh, evolves the the content that we were diving into touching on a lot of the sore points i suppose uh, in men's lives that we don't often want to speak about one because they're just not conversations that we're having with people two because it goes back to that story of feeling as if we need to have our shit together and being able to do it on our own you know i should be capable i should have this sorted um, and then there's a tendency to avoid some of the conversations right? when things are uncomfortable uh, we tend to want to step back because it doesn't feel good now when i tried and hit those points on my own it was very easy to pull back it was like oh that's uncomfortable i'm going to close the book i'm going to turn the podcast off i'm going to stop uh, the journaling flow because that's just too much of a sore point. When you're in a container with other men sharing their own experiences, you feel a um, permission and a support to keep going despite it being uncomfortable. And when other men are willing to open up as well, what that unlocks is a general kind of exhale in the group this kind of ah oh, this is a a safe space this is a space where i can talk about these things this is a space where i can be authentically myself and just show up with whatever's going on for me at the time i don't have to put on a face i don't have to pretend i don't have to just I'm good, I'm fine. Mm. I can actually be who I am. Um, and it's that, I don't even know what you would call that, but it's that in a group setting um, that is, is really powerful. And one of the things that come out of the IMLP for me was a realisation that um, challenges gone through without support result in trauma and challenges um, tackled with support result in transformation. Mm -hmm. Challenges are inevitable. They're always going to pop up, but it's how we navigate those and who we navigate those with that determines the outcome of those challenges. Uh, and so mm -hmm. every week when we jumped online for our calls, uh we were able to freely share the challenges that we were experiencing uh, or had experienced in the past in an environment where we were supported and that allowed me to transform through those challenges um which which was really super powerful and one of the key things i took away from the program mm. um, yeah yeah love it man and that that is pretty much it right there it's it's the like my favorite quote with regards to this kind of work is it's not the load the, that breaks us down it's the way in which we carry it like you say it's not the challenges it's just often when we go through challenges especially early on in life 
we don't have the support or the tools or the awareness or the equipment to navigate it well. So we don't, and then we carry that with us. And then being in a space where we can put all that down for a minute and look at it and then learn to navigate it with the tools, with the support, that's what, that's what shifts things. So yeah, epic. Thanks for, thanks for speaking into that, man. Um, and I would love to hear what, because you've spoken into sort of stepping in what was there for you, what you started to notice. I guess moving forward towards the end of the program, or it might've popped up along the way, but what, and it's funny because there's so many intangible things that you get out of, but like making it as tangible as you can, what would you say that you really took away? Like how were you different and how was life different as a result of, of being in the, the IMLP? Yeah, for sure. And, and it's the practicalities, right? As often a lot of guys want to know, okay, practically what I'm, what am I getting from this? Right? Yes. I understand I'll get a feeling, um, <laughs> but what practically what am I going to get? The monkey mind needs to know, man. The monkey mind needs to know, what am I getting from this? Absolutely. And what I was able to get was a toolkit full of practices and strategies to be able to better navigate my own life, whether that be with my relationship uh, with my partner, relationship with friends and colleagues, with the stress that I was dealing with, so in that stress, what, what tool did I get? Um, the breathwork practices that we accumulated throughout the program um, allowed me to have an array of different tools that I could apply to different situations of stress. I remember one day uh, I actually rang you um, and it was just after I'd been triggered by a conversation at work. This was very early days of the IMLP. Uh, I was triggered by a conversation uh, with a colleague. And the first thing I noticed was my nervous system was getting lit up. So I started to get a bit warm. Um, I was starting to get tense in my back. I realized I was looking around and judging everybody that I saw. I was like, okay. And, and what um, the work in the IMLP allows you to do is identify when that's happening. So instead of just walking through the day going, I'm, I'm shitty and frustrated, it's like, ah, that's what that is. I've got a name for it now so I can call it. So I've identified there's a name for it. And then we kind of go through our catalogue of tools and go, what tools are available? Um and that's when I first checked in with you, I think. I, I, the first tool I identified was I can get out of this situation and go for a walk. So I did that. Then I realised it wasn't dissipating. This feeling was still there. And I remember connecting in with you and saying, hey, man, this is how I'm feeling. This is what's going on. I know what it is now, but I don't know what to do about it. And the reminder was go back to the breath work that we'd done and go back to the breath work that we were practicing every single day as part of the program. And it was like, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I've got that now. I've got that tool. And so I did one of the practices that we'd been learning and um, doing daily. I just didn't connect it to that moment. And so when I was able to connect a tool that we had been given and that we were learning 
to a moment in my life, I was like, ah, oh, this is what it does. <laughs> this is where I can use it. And that was a very pivotal moment for me um, that really just put the dots together. And when these tools and practices are not just about, you know, for example, meditation, right? a lot of people think of meditation as sitting down on a cushion and, and doing your meditation, or lighting some incense. It, it made me realise that these practices aren't just for the cushion or aren't just for um, our morning routine or whatever. These practices are there for us to use in moments of stress um, so that we can calm down, so mm. that we can allow our nervous system to relax, so we can get out of that fight or flight mode and we can get to a place where we can make a more rational um, and conscious decision about where we're going to go to next. Mm. So that's a, a practical example of I was, I was able to identify when I was out of whack. So that, that's one thing, the ability to identify. Mm. And two, I had a catalogue of tools that I was able to apply in any given situation. And it's... It's a learning um, journey to identify what tools work with what situations, right? But yeah. that's something that we discover through the IMLP. It's like we get a tasting plate of yeah. all these different practices and then we choose the ones that work for us. Yeah, yeah. And that's key because I know personally I've been shown the panacea many times along my growth journey and some things just didn't land i'm like yeah that's cool i see that working for you and helping heaps of people that you're working with doesn't land doesn't vibe and that's kind of like i'm sure you probably remember from the initial call i'm open about the fact that some of the stuff we dive into will not land for you and that is okay it's like you take what lands for you this is about you redefining what it means to be a man for you it's not prescriptive and that um that taking the take the yoga beyond the mat so to speak it's like oh we're not just here to talk about this stuff and do a breathwork practice it's like how are we showing up differently in life as a result um so yeah powerful story thanks for sharing that man um, you have to you have to be ready right you have to it's not like you said this isn't a prescription this mm. isn't um a passive process um, <laughs> yeah. you, you have to take what we the, the content throughout the programs, the tools that you use, right? A, a screwdriver is no use if it just shit, sits in the shed the yeah. whole time. Yeah. Right? You've got to pull it out and use it um, when it's appropriate. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it's absolutely not a passive process. Um, yeah. You have to want this and you mm -hmm. have to practice like anything. And learning a new skill, right? You can't expect to pick up a guitar and just play it for the first time ever. <laughs> it's, it's not going to happen. So you need to have bring the same um, patience, curiosity, excitement to learning these practices because it may be the first time you've ever tried them before. Mm, mm, and you, you're not yeah. going to be a, a guru. You're not going to be a Buddha the first time you <laughs> meditate. You know, you fuck up many, many times. <laughs> and it's part of the journey. Yeah. Right? It's part of the process. And that's another practical thing you get is learning that, Failure is not 
failure or slipping mm. isn't the end of the road. It's just a reminder to come back. Yeah, man. Yeah, love it. Love it. Um, I'd love to hear about yeah your relationship and your experience of fatherhood. So obviously this came um, into your life during pregnancy. And so um, little Rumi hadn't been born yet. Uh, but I would love to hear, yeah, maybe the biggest distinction or shift you noticed in your relationship as a result of the work that you did and, yeah, your ability to show up as a, as a present loving father, if you can speak to that. And that's really easy. I was less frustrated. Just yes. plain and simple. I was less frustrated. I was less irritable. Um, I was less snappy and reactive um, which is something that I had struggled with, particularly in my relationship. Um, and that largely that was due to the tools and practices that we'd been learning. Um, so I had this toolkit now to when I felt, and, and I had an ability to catch it before I snapped. I, I had an ability to go, oh, okay, I'm feeling off now. I need to go and do something before um, before I get to the point of boil over. Mm. And I wouldn't say I was a person that kind of rage quit um, and, and slammed doors and, and walked out, but it was that kind of subtle, um, well, maybe not so subtle, but just snappiness, <laughs> right, and, and frustration um, that, was the cause of um, a lot of the conflicts um, between mm-hmm. my partner and I. Yeah. And so having um, a way to navigate that uh, was something that was really important and transformational for our relationship, um, particularly when uh, Jen was going through um, some of the changes that pregnancy brings it allowed me to be more compassionate and understanding uh, and that, you know, that maybe the reactions um, weren't coming from a place of an attack. It was just coming from a place of I'm feeling a bit unregulated at the moment um, and I can't quite communicate what I'm feeling. Uh, and that's exactly what was happening to me, right? That's what frustration is. Yeah. It's a reaction because we don't quite n- either know what's going on for us in the moment or we can't communicate it and articulate it in the way we would want to. So it ends up being a snap. Um, mm-hmm. So it allowed me to just stop, take a moment, breathe and respond from a place of compassion um, and awareness it also allowed me, when you, when you develop that sense of awareness, you realise that things just you know, need doing. For example, um, you might walk past the bin and go, oh, the bin needs emptying. I'm just going to do that. Because you now have an awareness that that's something that, that should be done. Uh, or you have an awareness that that's something that could potentially cause stress if it builds up over time. So you just do it. Yeah. Um, So that deeper sense of awareness that you develop in the program of yourself then extends to other aspects of your life. 
in ways that you didn't expect, like that example of the bin I just yeah. gave, all of a sudden you're conscious of things that might have been an issue in the past, right? Maybe your partner might have said, hey, the bins haven't been emptied for like three days and it boils up. It sits there as an elephant in the room and it doesn't get mm. spoken about. But I realised um, for me a lot of the very minor conflicts that used to happen in our relationship were all of a sudden non-existent. Mm-hmm. They just they just didn't happen anymore. Um, I was a lot lighter, um, not being snappy. Uh, yeah, made me me feel so much more lighter and fluid. Um, strangely, I felt better in my body. I didn't feel as tense. Mm-hmm. My hips didn't feel as tight. My lower back didn't feel as tight. And I can now put that down to the fact that. I was less frustrated and irritable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was a massive, um, massive transformation for me yeah. uh, and something that I know my partner really appreciates <laughs> and, and still appreciates to this day. It's like you're just a lighter person to be around now. Mm, yeah, amazing, man. And it's um, the safety that comes with that is, is profound. I don't know. I don't use that word lightly. It's, it's, and that's what we want to do a lot of the time, provide a safe space for those that we love. And then those patterns, that baggage, that tenseness, that all of that gets in the way. And so being able to do that feels pretty good. I can imagine that started to feel pretty good when you recognize like, oh, wow, like I'm providing a safer space, safer container for my pregnant partner. It's like, that's big stuff, man. So yeah, acknowledging, acknowledging you for that. That's yeah, that's epic. And essential for welcoming a child into the world, right? Mm. That, um, and that's a connection I ended up making was that to work through that frustration and irritability, um, you know, having children can be challenging. It can be frustrating having kids around because they can't communicate in the way that we communicate. So bringing a, um, a compassion to that and awareness to that and an awareness of our own internal feelings and environment, right, when now when uh, my daughter's chucking a fit for whatever reason because she can't communicate and that's her way of communicating, I don't feel uh, as lit up as I think I would have had I never been through this experience yeah and now i'm not saying i never get lit up uh and by lit up what i mean is that sense of frustration that building that heat that tightness that we feel and experience Mm. i'm not saying that never happens but when that does happen i now have a way to come down from it yes and instead of that frustration spilling over into the next day or that evening or a conversation with my partner that then snowballs into an argument, mm-hmm. passive aggressiveness, and then that leads to this kind of word vomit of all the past resentments that might be there just because I didn't have a tool to be able to regulate how I was feeling. And now I've got that. Mm-hmm. And that is so powerful. Yeah. It yeah. saves us from a lot of hurt um, that is just unnecessary. Um, 
all because, yeah, we now have a way to name what's going on for mm-hmm. us and a way to work through it. Yeah. Yeah, man. I love that. And a couple of things that you bring up there that I want to emphasize and highlight is that how you're saying, yeah, you still do get lit up. The frustration still does come. And that's really important. Sometimes guys can approach this like we do with the Mr. Fix It mentality, or there's a problem with me, I want to fix it. And then if I do this course, if I read this book, if I do whatever, then I'll fix it. And then I won't have these problems anymore. And it's like that frame of mind is just flawed. A, you're not a fucking problem that needs fixing. And B, there's no destination where you end up as this idea of the perfect man that you have in your head. Like the fuck ups are inevitable. All that this does is maybe lengthens the time in between the fuck ups and makes the fuck ups less of a drastic shift, but we're always going to drift. And so, yeah, thank you for bringing that in because it's such an important piece to bring in to awareness when, um, if someone's listening to this and um, thinking about stepping in or doing any form of work, it's that primary intention before we get started can sometimes come from, oh, I just want to fix this. And then if I do this, it'll all be better. I won't have any of the problems. And that's just flawed thinking that I've seen. Send guys on a bit of a wild goose chase, to be honest. Um, so, and, and even if you do get one thing out of under control, right, and something else is going to pop up. Yeah. So it's just having an awareness of that, right? It's And like you said, we're never going to fix it because mm. we don't need to be fixed. Uh, but, for example, um, my I've been able to get my frustration and irritability really under wraps. It's been such a transformation. Uh, like I said, it doesn't mean I don't get frustrated anymore, but I'm, I'm able to um, work with it and through it a lot easier. One of the things that I have still struggled with, which is still a little bit related to that frustration and irritability, is that um, joyfulness or lightness, kind of humour and play. I I do still struggle in that because it carries through with this idea um, of life serious, right? You got to you got to get things done. You got to be on on the hustle. You got to be. Um, you just mm-hmm. got to get it there. It's all work. You got to work, 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 work. And so that's something that still pops up for me. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I'm still continually working with is like how to bring more play um, and just beingness into my life, right? That things don't necessarily have to have a purpose. Uh, it's just to be in the moment and enjoy it. So yeah. it's, it's, again, just highlighting that you can have an amazing toolkit uh, but it still requires work and practice. Yeah, you still got to pick the hammer up and use it. Yeah, and it's it's such a great point because I know some of the guys that went through the program, that was the biggest thing they got was that more connection to joy because that was what was most relevant and that was what struck out for them and that was the most. Whereas for you, it's like that fresh, like everybody's going to have their their bit that lands and then once you land and embody that, you're going to get the next piece and then you're going to get the next piece. And it's like uh, the whole, um, you know, throwaway line of, you know, enjoy the journey. It's not about the destination. It's like actually really embracing that because it's legit. And so it's about, yeah, learning to enjoy that journey. Um, And that's with the tools that we've got and also, um, yeah, who we're navigating it with. And so um, I'd love to hear from you, 
around that piece. You spoke to it initially, like the safety it created, having all these other men to, to be in the space with. Um, but I know that was an initial hesitation of yours. Will I be out of form actually meaningful connections online, all of that. I'd love for you to speak to what you received from the program in terms of that side of things. Yeah, and, and that sense of safety, I'll just say that that sense of safety that I felt with the group online extended to the sense of safety that I was then able to provide for my family and other people uh, when I was offline. So another example of how what is done within the program carries through into our life. Um, now, what, speaking to the, the group and the connection that I felt there, the where I was sceptical was I really struggled to form relationships with other men in my life generally. I didn't have necessarily a lot of male role models growing up. Uh, I found it quite easy and natural to form relationships with uh, women but knew that it was uh, the relationships was men with men uh, and healthy male role models was really lacking in my life. Um, also, where I did have connections with other guys, there were things that we didn't necessarily align on, um, which I was I knew in the thick of it that it wasn't allowing me to be the man that I needed and wanted to be. But it was so hard to try and break those patterns of behaviour um, because I had no alternative. It was like if I'm not in this space, then I've got nothing. And, and that's really scary. Coming into a container with other men who were doing the work um, and the connection that we had on our weekly calls, but then it's not just the weekly calls, right? We've got connection with those guys throughout the week. We can check in with those guys at any point and talk about the content, talk about the things that are popping up for us, talk about the challenges that we're working through. And that piece of sharing, authentically sharing, is what builds relationships. And I hadn't really done that with other guys. And, and like I said earlier, when it did happen, there were kind of conditions yeah. that, that allowed it to happen. And most of the time you woke up the next day and you forgot what you said, right? It was just swept under the rug and whatever conversation DNM you might have had, it was as if it never happened. The difference is with this container, those DNMs were continued. They were worked through. People had the opportunity and other guys in the group had the opportunity to share their own experience. It wasn't a place where when we shared, people turned around and gave us advice. Hey, bro, this is how you fix it. It was like, yeah, man, far out. I've had that experience too. This is how I kind of navigated it. Or, um, oh, this, yeah, this is a really sticking point for me too. And knowing that somebody else was going through it allowed me to feel more normal I guess mm. seen like oh yeah okay other guys struggle with this too I'm not alone and that within that group environment was able to fast track those relationships um yeah. something I really didn't expect particularly it being online right but I think 
for me, um, just how open and vulnerable um, the men in the space were prepared to be. And that comes because it's safe, right? It's not just vulnerable because, oh, I'm going to be vulnerable. It's like it's you need to create a safe environment for that to happen. And it was, or else that wouldn't have, people wouldn't have been willing to open and share their own experiences. Um, and having that continuity of weekly calls with the whole group and then having the connection with our own uh, smaller group pods allowed those conversations to flow throughout the whole time that the IMLP uh, was running. Mm. And so it was what allowed those relationships to be as strong as they were. And I've created some really deep and meaningful friendships and relationships out of this uh, in ways that I hadn't previously with other guys in my life that I'd known for years. Like this is a pressure cooker of uh, forming deep and meaningful relationships. And what it's like, kind of the analogy of like a sporting team, right? You, you play footy or you play cricket or you, you play sport and you play with a team throughout a whole season. And over time, you bond with that team. Some days you win, but you win together. Some days you lose, but you lose together. And then by the end of it, you celebrate together. And that's what we were doing in the program. Mm. Our wins weren't on our own. We were winning together. Whenever we lost or whenever we felt like we'd been beaten, uh, it wasn't on our own. It was together. And when we celebrated, we celebrated together. And so that was so powerful in being able to form those deeper relationships uh, in such a short time. And I didn't believe that was possible. Mm. I really didn't. Um, and I was proven very, very wrong yeah. because the relationships that I now have coming out of that group are some of the deepest and most meaningful relationships I have in my life. Mm. Real talk, man. Real talk. It's always the most um, inspiring part of the work when we wrap up, when we get towards the end and things are wrapping up. It's yes, the content's great. And yes, the tool's phenomenal, the awareness, but those connections that always, it just punches me in the heart, feeling the depth of connection and love that the men genuinely have for each other. And from the outside looking in to say that was possible, you know, online in that short amount of time with, with blokes, you'd be like, you'd call bullshit. You'd be like, surely not. Um, but it's, yeah, it's, it's phenomenal because like you say, it's not a time thing that, level of connection doesn't take a certain amount of time it takes a certain amount of transparency or getting to know and experience things with each other and and that's what we do in just a really compressed you know now three month um three month block of time um so yeah beautiful thanks for speaking to that man it's it's one of the hardest things to express and i think you did a really good job of 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 expressing it because it's um and i love what you spoke to about the safety you felt in the container flowing out to the safety you could provide. And a big part of that comes from that connection with the other guys. Cause all of a sudden you're diversifying where your stress can go. It can go to this group of men that can hold it, hold anything. You could bring anything there and they could hold it. Whereas when we don't have that, where's it going to go? Usually our partner and usually from a stressed out, frustrated place. Um, and so, yeah, those connections are a pivotal part of the transformation that takes place for sure.
it's unconditional. And that was something that was really big was when you come to the group, you don't come with your history. You know, you come and nobody knows who you are. Well, you might know a couple of guys in the group, but I came to the group and I didn't know anybody. And that was uncomfortable, but it was also a massive opportunity because I didn't have to come to the group um, as Seth that does this or Seth that has to act a certain way. I got to just come and be authentically me in all my pitfalls, in all my um, wins, in all, with all my gifts. I just got to come and be me. And a lot of men, me included, I didn't have that space. I didn't have anywhere that I felt I could go where I could just fully be me. Even in my relationship, um, you know, me and my partner are really, really close and we talk about a lot of things. But there's some things at points in time that it's not appropriate to talk about or to work through in that moment, right? Or there's some things that I actually need to work through on my own before I bring it to my partner. Yep. And having a space to do that um, was really, really powerful. Mm, beautiful. Love it. Love it, my man. Well, as we, as we start to wrap up, I would love to hear because that was obviously your personal experience. And then you've also, you know, had an experience on the other side where you were holding space for um, a pod in the, the second intake. Um, so, yeah, I just want to throw it to you if you've got anything in terms of anything else that maybe wasn't your personal experience from going through it the first time, but maybe patterns that you noticed um, that you think would be valuable to speak into from having witnessed um, a, a whole group of men go through it as well. Absolutely. And there's a few things that come across as common themes, right, is that men are looking for a space to be able to share. It's just really hard to find it. But once we find that place where we can just show up and authentically share what's going on with us, free from judgment, free from criticism, free from conditions, the magic that happens there, um, it's, it, we get to just... Again, it's like a weight lifted off our shoulders. Uh, and I saw that in the men that um, I was working with and the men through the second intake of the course. It was this, oh, I'd been carrying this for so long and now I've been able to talk about it and let it go. Um, the other thing is those tools and practices. Oh, yeah, now I have something that I can use when my partner and I are in the heat of um, conflict or when the kids are ticking me off, I have something I can use. Or if I don't feel, if I feel uncomfortable or nervous. Uh, the other thing is the accountability. It's like a lot of the times we try and do stuff. We try and build habits or we try and um, maybe change negative habits that we've had for a long time, but we struggle to do it because we're relying just on ourselves. And what I saw in the group was how powerful in the beginning of habit formation, or maybe you're trying to give something up, um, outsourcing your accountability, how powerful that is. Having another group to um, encourage you, in, in, to celebrate you and push you along particularly when things get tough or hold you accountable when you sleep and say, hey, man, you know, you, you said you were going to do this. Um, have you done it? <laughs> if you haven't done it yet, you've got to do it. 
uh, and embodiment, it's not something that I've spoken about, but that's something um, that is so vital uh, and fundamental to the IMLP. It's cultivating these practices and actually doing them. Right? And part of the IMLP is a period of time um, where it is like a challenge, right? And it's you've got daily practices as a prescription that you need to do. And going through that as a group um, is, is strengthening that accountability piece. It's like we're all going through this together. I saw that being really transformational um, for other men in the group as well. Mm -hmm. the, the connection with other men, just that, going, oh, I've never spoken to men about this, you know, mm -hmm. other men about this, or I've never spoken to anybody about this. I've just kept it bottled up. And now having a place to go to and speak and work through things um, instead of either trying to deal with them in isolation or work on them on your own. Mm. Uh, and another really key pivotal thing is um, most often when we share in a group and when I saw other guys share within the IMLP, either I could resonate directly with an experience that they had because I'd had it too or somebody else in the group could. Mm -hmm. And it's it's that piece as well going like, ah, oh, I'm not alone in this. I thought I was the only dude that thought this way. I was the only one that, you know, I thought I was the only one that went through this challenge. Mm -hmm. But you're not. Yeah. You're absolutely not. Um, mm -hmm. And I saw that within the group. It, yeah. It, just knowing that somebody else had or was going through the same thing um and felt like such a relief yeah and it reframes the not only am i not a burden for sharing this or for taking up space that is actually a form of leadership putting your hand up first and sharing and going this is what's up for me and then every other man being like fuck yeah me too wow thanks for sharing that man it, it not only does it make it okay to share it's like oh this is an act of leadership this is an act of service and it fully, that's, that's fundamentally changing us at a deep level because that, that will change how we relate to life, whether we're holding it in for fear or it's like, ah, no, actually this is what leadership is. It's authenticity. And at first it feels like vulnerability because it's fucking scary and I've never done it, but you do it every week. That just becomes authenticity. That just becomes who you be in the world. And sometimes it still might be a bit scary, but more often than not, because you've got the reps in because you've done it every week. And then between the calls as well, it's like, ah, this is just how I am. And that is freedom. Often we think when we get the, when we retire, when we get a certain amount of money, when our relationships in a certain way, then I'll feel free and I'll feel peace. And, oh, and it's like, ah, no, that's an inside job. And so much of what you've spoken to. Yeah. really highlights that. Oh man, that freedom piece was massive for me. You know, I spoke about the frustration piece being key for my, relationship um what was key for my own sense of personal i suppose liberation um was realizing that for me discipline uh having accountability was my ticket to freedom and once i had tools and practices that i could uh put in and, and create a morning routine and an evening routine and those sorts of things once i put that in place I was free from my frustration. I was free from my irritability. 
I was free to create. I was free to think about a vision that I wanted for my life and relationship. And those never would have been possible before had I not worked through uh, some of the stuff that was blocking me up. Mm, Beautiful. Oh, love it, man. Love it. Love it. I feel like, um, yeah, I feel like that's, that's probably a good place to, to wrap it for anybody who's listening. If you're feeling the nudge, I encourage you reach out, apply for this intake. There is a rock solid group of men coming together for this. Um, and if you came for more details in terms of the logistics, head to my website, taliocona.com. It's all there and reach out, reach out to me, ask questions. If you, you can reach out to Seth and ask him some questions. Um, but just, yeah, just encourage you if you're feeling like Seth said, that combination of excitement, but nerves, it's like, that's probably a good indication that this might be the time to lean in. So um, yeah. Do you have anything else to share before we wrap it up, Seth, or do you feel pretty complete? And I just speak to the, the man who might be sitting on the fence, the man who knows that he wants something more knows something more is possible this is the sign that it is it it absolutely is possible um and i speak with that with the utmost authenticity and personal truth because i've experienced that my life is completely different um because i stepped into this container And I'm really proud to say that I am now more aligned with the man that I've always aspired to be. And I've got to say it is because um, of the program and what that started. Beautiful. Thank you, my man. And thank you to you for listening to this. If you're, um, if you're listening to this and you've got a man in your life that you love that you think would benefit from even just hearing this conversation, even if they don't jump in this round, but just hearing this conversation might spark something for them, send it to them, share it in your stories, tag me, tag Seth. Um, and yeah, do us a favor and help us getting the word out to as many men as possible. So with that, we'll wrap it up until next time, big love from me to you. And I'll chat to you very soon.